Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Jazakum Allah khair, brothers and sisters, for uh, joining us for today's session. And inshallah, the topic of today is about the fear of the future. And fear is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's something that's instinctive in us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala installed in us the warizat hubb al-baqa, which is the instinct of uh, life, taking care of our life, the fear of, of, of uh, uh, which is to continue our life. So anything that might be threatening our life, our life, losing our life, our instinct response to that is fear. That's an instinct response that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created in us. Humans in general, whether it's a prophet or non-prophets. And when you go to the Quran, and you see some prophets, especially Prophet Musa alayhi salam. Many ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about Prophet Musa, the fear that was, that Prophet, Prophet Musa alayhi salam faced. The first, I'm just going to read the ayat quickly. In Surah Al-Qasas, ayah 18, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, فَأَصْبَحَ فِي الْمَدِينَةِ خَائِفًا يَتَرَقَّبُ And he, in the morning, he woke up, and he was having a fear and waiting. And this is after he killed someone from uh, Ali Fir'aun. When he killed someone, when Musa alayhi salam, he woke up in the morning and started fearing, what's going to happen to me? Are they going to kill me? So he started fearing. So that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that Prophet, Prophet Musa alayhi salam, he, feared, he had fear. This is one. Then Allah says in Ayat Al-Qasas, Ayat 21, And then he left the city with fear, he was fearing for himself. Second, and then when he, فَلَمَّا جَاءَهُ وَقَصَّ عَلَيْهِ الْقَصَصِ قَالَ لَا تَخَفْ نَجَوْتَ مِنَ الْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ In Surah Al-Qasas again, 25. When he moved into Palestine, and he met, he met the Prophet, and he told him, don't be afraid. لَا تَخَفْ You've been saved from الظالمين. And then, in other ayat, Ya Musa, aqbil wa la takhaf, innaka min al-aminin. O Musa, alayhi salam, get closer and don't have fear. You're safe and secure. Ya Musa, la takhaf, inni la yakhafu ladayya al-mursaloon. O Musa, don't have fear. The prophets should not be fearing. My prophets, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking to Prophet Musa. Prophets should not have fear. And then about the stick when it became a snake. Allah said, خُذْهَا وَلَا تَخَفْ قَالَ خُذْهَا وَلَا تَخَفْ Take it and don't be afraid, don't have fear. So Musa alayhi salam, that's something that's instinctive in us. There is a response, even when he is a prophet. Even when he is a prophet, there is, there is that fear. When they, throw, when they throw their robes and start looking to everyone and seeing that as if they are snakes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَأَوْجَسَ فِي نَفْسِهِ خِيفَةً And then he felt a little bit 
a little bit of fear. Even he's a prophet. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling him, لا يخاف لدي المرسلين. المرسلون, the prophets should not have fear. But, so this fear is something that's instinctive in us. Look at the story of Hajar alayhi salam, Hajar, the wife of Ibrahim alayhi salam. When Ibrahim alayhi salam took her to Mecca, an empty land, there is nothing. Left her alone with a child with just a food that might be enough maybe for one day or less. And Ibrahim left, السلام, and she started chasing, running after him and saying, why you're leaving us? Why you're leaving us? And he is not responding. If out of fear for herself and for her child. It's a place where there is nothing, nothing living there, out of fear. But when the moment she asked him, is this what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded you? He responded with yes. Ibrahim alayhi salam responded with yes. And her response was, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not let us stray. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of us. That's a response to a fear. That's how Islam wants us to go and deal with fear. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to go and deal with fear. Have a trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of all your issues. But have the trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is fear, something instinctive. It's a response. And now if we look at our situation. Parents fearing their children, they might get lost. They might get into drugs. They might get addictive. They might drop out of school. They might this, they might that. They might get killed. They might fear in their hearts. Kids in school or students in university, they're having the fear of not being accepted, not being accepted by the community that they are living in, for whatever reason is. Having the fear they might not be able to finish their education. Having a fear they might not be able to finish college. An employee having the fear that he might lose his job. A businessman having the fear of he might lose his business. And then going to the street. All kinds of fear that you can think of. As a humans, we go and think about that. But was this the state and the situation of the Muslims in the past? Was they thinking, were they thinking of the future, what's going to happen to me 5, 10, 15 years from now? What's going to happen, happen to my investment now? What's going to happen to my children now? What's going to happen to me? Will, will I be able to go and take care of their affairs? Will I see them getting married? Will I see my grandchildren? Will I see them successful in their life? Will I this, will I that, will I this, will I that? Was there, were they doing this in the past? Or this is something new? Many examples in the history. And let me take examples of the Muslim women. Our women, or women in general, and mothers in general, they love their kids. 
and they want the safety of their kids and they want their kids to be always safe and always to be in a good situation but in the past the muslim women used to go and push their children to go for jihad push them to go for jihad because they know that this is the ultimate success shaheed fi sabilillah someone fighting for the sake and the cause of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala someone spreading the deen of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala someone defending the honor of the muslims someone defending the land of muslims they were pushing them they were not afraid for their life they, not, they might not come back they were doing that because they have a concept that when i do things i want to do it for the sake of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not the sake of the dunya they had a concept from the quran that these children are the slaves of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who takes care of them their rizq is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَا تَقْتُلُوا أَوْلَادَكُمْ خِشْيَةَ إِمْلَاقِ These are one of the early ayat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed. Don't kill your children out of the fear of poverty. Fear of poverty. It's an issue that happened in the past. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing that. Don't do that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is giving you and giving them rizq. It's Allah. It's not you. It's not your company. It's not the president. It's not the community. It is Allah. Is the one who is giving that risk. So the Muslim women used to put their trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and understand this message. That's when we had a way of life that was producing children producing men, producing women who understand what's their goal in life. They understand what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from them. They understand their objective. They understand how to maneuver in life. They understand that they have anything in their life, it has to be done according to the hukum shari, according to what pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not according to their hawa. That's a history. That's in the past. Let's look nowadays what we have. We have a system that's implemented in the whole world, in the Muslim world and everywhere. A system that produces fear. Produces fear in the hearts of people. When the concept of risk becomes so attached to the type of work that you do. The concept of death is attached to a fear that instilled in your heart, rather than only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who can take your life. Death will not come to you and you will not die until that moment. And that moment is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and no one knows it. Your rizq is not going to end until that moment, which no one knows but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But, but under the system that we're living in, if you don't have a credit score, you will not be able to go and rent an apartment. 
So you'll be at the constant fear and worry. I need to build the credit score. Again, credit cards are not allowed in Haran Islam. The contract itself has an interest and you're signing up on, a, on an interest contract. That's not allowed. But this is the system that's implemented here. They put in the minds of Muslims and non-Muslims. If you want to be successful in your life, you have to go and follow these rules that we have set for you. You want your kids to go to school? Just send them to school. But you don't have to worry much about the type of education that they have. We will educate them for you. And what's the outcome? This is what we're seeing here. What we're seeing here and everywhere, everywhere in the world. Identity is gone. LGBTQ plus all of that stuff is spreading everywhere. Feminism is spreading everywhere. Parents start having fear. I don't want my children to do this. I don't want my children to go on this. So with the policies and the rules and the way of life that's implanted right now, all over the world, it's producing a fear in the hearts and the minds of parents, children. Look at the children in the school or in the university. They will have the fear from inside. If I do this, which is the correct thing that they believe in as Muslims, their identity, I will not be accepted here. I will look strange. That looks weird. I will not fit in. Constant worry. Constant worry. It's a fear. It's a fear about the future. What's going to happen? Will I find a job if I go in this field? What's the good field that I can find a job where I will be pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Constant worry in our minds. A system that's implemented on people that doesn't think of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Doesn't think of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All what's looking at, it's looking at how do I go and get these people work in this system and be slave in this system so the rich become richer and the poor gets poorer and then they will be chasing and running after dunya in order just to secure the food for their family securing food for the family that's a fear in their hearts they want to support their family they want to bring food to the family they will go and do whatever it takes Look at this, whatever it takes to go and bring food to the table. Not, I will go and work the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted me to work, the halal and the right way. And then whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted me and gave me, and gave me rizq, I will accept it and I will say alhamdulillah. This is the Islamic view when it comes to these things. But when it comes to capitalist system that we live in, no, I want to work and work and work and work. I want to feed them. I want to be able to feed them. A concept of, uh, of, of you know, this comes from Allah. Who talks about it? Who talks about it? They tell you work harder in order to make more money. Work two jobs or three jobs in order to be able to go and pay the bills, pay the rent, pay your kids' education. 
Work two, three jobs. You go and work two, three jobs. Who's taking care of children? Taking care, not in terms of their living and food and shelter. Living in a house. Who's taking, them, taking care of educating them the correct way? Who's playing the role of the father? Who's playing the role of mother? When you go and start system pushing you to go and work two, three times, two, three jobs, 15 hours, 16 hours, 17 hours a day. When you go home, you're tired and you barely just want to eat and sleep. Who's going to raise the children? And then later, parents start realizing what was done. And they start fearing for their children because they did not teach them the correct way and the right way. They did not spend time with them because of the system that's here that's demanding them to go and work many hours at the expense of not spending that time with their children and taking care of them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Mulk says, it is he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who has made the earth manageable for you. So travel in this earth and eat from his provisions. And you all will go back to him. And then he follows. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that he has made this earth for us. And he's telling us, go and eat from the risk, find the risk. All what you have to do, just work. Don't worry about the amount of risk because the amount of risk only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. You have to take the asbab. You have to take the means. And the means is you go and work. This is when it comes to risk. Then following that, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling you, this earth is open for you. Go. I created it for you and made it easy for you so you can go and work. And earn living. And find the risk. And but remember, you will go back to me. One time, one point of time, you will go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then right after that, Allah says, أَأَمِنْتُمْ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاءِ أَنْ يَخْسِفَ بِكُمُ الْأَرْضَ فَإِذَا هِيَ تَمُورُ أَأَمِنْتُمْ Do you feel secure that the one who's in the heavens, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, أَنْ يَخْسِفَ بِكُمُ الْأَرْضَ that he's going to collapse beneath you, the earth, and start shaking it. Then continues. أَمْ أَمِنْتُمْ Do you also feel secure that مَنْ فِي السَّمَاءِ أَنْ يُرْسِلَ عَلَيْكُمْ حَاصِبًا فَسَتَعَلَمُونَ كَيْفَ نَذِيرٌ That the ones who is in heaven is going to go and send on you and unleash against you a violent storm. And then you will know how is the warning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he continues and says, وَلَقَدْ كَذَّبَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ فَكَيْفَ كَانَ نَكِيرٌ The ones before them, they denied the message. They denied the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They denied the prophets. They denied the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They rejected the way of life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave it to them and sent it to them. Then how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded to that denial? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminded 
reminds of things that we see in our life. أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْا إِلَى الطَّيْرِ فَوْقَهُمْ صَافَّاتٍ وَيَقْبَضْنُ مَا يُمْسِكُهُنَّ إِلَّا الرَّحْمَانِ إِنَّهُ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ مَصِيرٍ don't, don't they see the birds flying in the sky there, collapsing their wings and extending their wings, and the one who's stopping them from falling is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he's the all-knowing and all-seeing. Then he says, أَمَّنْ هَذَا الَّذِي هُوَ جُنْدٌ لَكُمْ يَنْصُرُكُمْ مِنْ دُونَ الرَّحْمَانِ who is your soldier who's going to provide you with victory other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Who is other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to provide us with victory? Who is the one is going to provide for you? Provide you and give you provision if he holds back. Who's the one? Who's the one when you go and work and work and work hard and work hard and it was written for you that you will not get anything? Who's going to get you anything, give you anything? Who? None. And they persist in defiance and aversion. When it comes to the fear about the future, the most visible thing in our life is the risk. We fear that. Allah, in this ayah, he says, Who's going to provide? Who's going to give you? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala holds it back. If it's not written for you, who's going to give you? then why fear? Why have that constant fear about things that's not in your control? What's in your control is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded you to do. Seek rizq. Seek rizq. But when you seek it, seek it in the halal way that it pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And leave the result to the one who is the results are in his hand. The one who provides is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Razzaq is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Work and leave it to him. And that's where the next ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open, opens our eyes and he says, أَفَمَنْ يَمْشِي مُكِبًّا عَلَى وَجْهِهِ أَهْدَى أَمَّنْ يَمْشِي سَوِيًّا عَلَى صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ Is it the one? Is the one who walks in his life, meaning lives his life, the way that he wants, the way that he sees. If people go left, he goes left. If people go right, goes right. If his mind and his heart says this is good, he will go and do it. If his mind and his heart says this is bad, he will go and do it. Is this one who lives his life this way, ahda, guided, and he knows how to live his life the correct and the right way. Or the one who lives his life according to a straight path. A known path. A known path given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that will lead him to success. 
that will lead him to happiness in the akhirah. With the worry that he has in the dunya, we're humans, we will have that worry. With the worry that he has in this dunya, but he sticks to the path, he sticks to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants, he will be happy in the akhirah. But the ones who have the worry in the dunya, and that worry occupies them, and takes over them, and they don't follow the right and the correct path, they will be losing it in the dunya, and they will lose it in the akhirah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, قَالَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, so this is a hadith Qudusi, وَعِزَّتِي وَجَلَالِي لَا أَجْمَعُ عَلَىٰ عَبْدِي خَوْفَيْنِ وَلَا أَجْمَعُ لَهُ أَمْنَيْنِ إِنْ أَمِنَنِي فِي الدُّنْيَا أَخَفْتَهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَإِنْ خَافَنِي فِي الدُّنْيَا أَمَنْتَهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making an oath by himself and he said, I will not gather and have two fears in the heart of the believer. And I will not have also and gather two Amen, to security, to feel secure, to secures. Two fears or two secures. Then Allah continues. In Aminani fi dunya, if he feels, if he feels safe of me in this dunya, if he feels safe that Allah al-Rahman al-Rahim, Allah al-Ghafur, Allah all of that, and everyone who just says, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, wa ashhadu Muhammad rasulullah will enter Jannah, so I can go and do anything I want. I will live my life according the way to what I want. And this hadith said, I will enter Jannah. So this one, this person, he's feeling safe that whatever he does, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be okay with that. In aminani fi dunya, akhaftahu yawm al He will have the fear in the akhirah. He will have fear in the Akhirah because he was not worried about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He did not have the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this dunya. And if he feared me in this dunya, and the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we see the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what do we mean? The fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means I abide with what, what pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I avoid his anger. How do I avoid his anger? I listen to him. I obey him. This is how I fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When khafani fi dunya, and if he fears me in the dunya, amintahu yawm al-qiyamah, he will feel safe in the day of judgment. So two fears and two safety will not, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not have it in the heart of the people. And many ayat in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses this fear. In Surah Al-Baqarah, with the story of Adam alayhi salam when he ate from the tree, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْنَا هَبِطُوا مِنْهَا جَمِيعًا فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي هُدًا فَمَنْ تَبِعَ هُدَايَ فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يُحْزَنُونَ 
So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded Adam and Hawa to descend on the earth, and he said, I will send to you guidance. And the one who follows my guidance, فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ They will have no fear. The ones who follow the guidance, they will have no fear. وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ And they will not be worried. They will not be worried. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ لَنْ يُصِيبَنَا إِلَّا مَا كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَنَا These are basic principles of our aqeedah, of our deen. Say nothing going to happen to me unless what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written to me. Allah says, فَلَا تَخْشَوُ النَّاسَ وَخْشَوْنَ Don't fear the people and fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't fear the people, but fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who is in his hands, the soul of the one that you might fear. Don't fear him. Don't fear the people. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is how we should be reacting when it comes to fear. Allah says, إِنَّمَا ذَلِكُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ يُخَوِّفُ أَوْلِيَاوَهُ فَلَا تَخَافُوهُمْ وَخَافُونَ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ that's the shaitan that's placing fear in the hearts of his awliya, in the heart of people who listen to the shaitan, who don't go and think of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And listen, the shaitan puts heart in their, puts fear in their hearts. And Allah is telling us what to do. This is the guidance that he sends to us. He knows that we will have this fear. And what did Allah say? فَلَا تَخَافُوهُمْ وَخَافُونِي إِنْ كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ Don't fear them and fear Allah if you are believers. So that's when it comes to humans. When it comes to humans, you will have people who have power. They come to you. Allah is telling you, don't fear. Don't have that fear. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now when it comes to fear, Islam did not leave it because we said this is an instinct response to us and we have to go and fully understand that from an aqeedah perspective the risk, of, the risk is from in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we are fearful for our risk, it's in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we are fearful for our life, our life is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If, if we fear anything happening or harmful to us, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a hadith mentioned Nothing is going to harm us unless and until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have prescribed that. Even if the whole world gathered to harm you, they will not harm you unless by until or unless by something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written. And if the whole world gathered to benefit you, they will not benefit you in anything until and unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prescribed. This is part of our deen. This is the guidance, the hidayah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us to go and to know how to deal with the fear. And there is ad'iyah also in support of that. Once we have these concepts in our mind, there is also these reminders. Dua that the Prophet wasallam used to go and say in order when he is at the time of there is a fear or at the time of worry. The Prophet wasallam he used to say, La ilaha illallah. العظيم الحليم لا إله إلا الله رب العرش العظيم لا إله إلا الله رب السماوات السبع ورب العرش العظيم 
And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to say also, Ya Hayyu Ya Qayyum Birahmatika Astaghir. These are hadith, dua that we can also undo. So when we are when we are in a worry situation or when we have fear, we raise our hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because if fear takes over us, the especially given the secular way of mind and the secular life that we live in, some of the people might go and commit suicide if fear overcomes them. This is not from the first time. It takes time. When he says there is no exit in this life, everything is dark. Everything is closed. Everything is dark in his life. Some people will go and, and commit suicide. Again, in Islam, that's haram. That's not allowed. The Prophet says, لا أحدكم الموت لضر لنزل به. A person should not be wishing to die because of a harm or fear that befallen him. And if he has to, do, to say something, rather say wishing to die, he should say, Allahumma hiyini ma kanat al-hayat ma kanat al-hayat khayran li wa tawafani ma kanat al-wafat khayran li. Oh Allah, give me life as long as this life is good for me. And oh Allah, and oh Allah, take my life if taking my life is good for me. So when reaching a point, raise your hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Al-Imam Ja'far al-Sadiq says, Ajibtu liman ubtuli abu durrin kayfa yadhabu anhu an yaqool. So I'm, I'm, he's, he said here, I'm, uh, when someone who has difficulty, they're facing him, he's facing difficulty, and he raises his hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and does the dua. Rabbi inni massani abdurru wa anta arhamur rahimeen. Oh Allah, difficulty has fallen on me. And you are ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Anta arhamur rahimeen. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran says, فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ فَكَشَفْنَا مَا بِهِ مِنْ we responded to him, Prophet Yunus, this is the dua of Prophet Yunus, we responded to him and we relieved him from what he has. Raise your hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Results are in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but we have to be closer to him. We have to seek his help and support when we are in difficult situations. And when someone is going through difficulty also, he says, La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu min al-zalimeen. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds in the Quran, فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ وَنَجَّيْنَاهُ مِنَ الْغَمِّ وَكَذَلِكَ نُنَجِّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And he says, when someone, he's in fear, this is, again, I'm saying what the Imam uh, Ja'far al-Sadiq is saying. He's saying, and when someone is in fear, he says, Hasbi Allah wa ni'ma al-wakil. Allah is all sufficient for me. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, In qalabu bi ni'matin min Allahi wa fadl lam yamsasum su'u. And their situation has changed by the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they were not harmed. 
And if someone has, people plotted and planned against him, and he says, Ufawwidu amri lillah. I refer my matter to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in the Quran, فَوَقَاهُ اللَّهُ سَيِّئَاتُ وَمَكَرُوا And Allah protected him from what they have plotted and planned. So brothers and sisters, fear is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created in us. We fear, we fear for our life. But the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to deal with this fear is not to have it control us. Not to have it be, we're thinking of it all the time. When I'm worried, I'm always thinking about the worry. No, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to go and think as a Muslim. A Muslim who is, when he's in difficulty, he reaches out to, he reaches out to the one whose hands is the way to go and solve this problem with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And remember, we go through tests. We go through tests. And remember, we're humans. We do mistakes. We sin. So if we are in constant fear and in constant worry, let's go also and check ourselves. How are we doing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Go and check ourselves. Are we been sinning, sinning, sinning? Sinning and not asking for forgiveness. Continuously sinning. We have to go and check that. That's something that we can go and check. And if we are constantly sinning, let's go and correct that. And then get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as I mentioned in the beginning, we live in a time where this fear has been, it's a production of a system, is a production of a way of life. Production of way of life, whether it's in education system, whether it's in the work, whether it's in, in the social, social life, in every aspect of life, it's generating fear. But look how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about how he's going to address it. How the way that he addressed it with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam before. The way he's going to address it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah An-Nur, Ayah 55. وَعَدَ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مِنْكُمْ وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ لَيَسْتَخْلِفَنَّهُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ كَمَا اسْتَخْلَفَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ وَلَيُمَكِّنَنَّ لَهُمْ دِينَهُمْ الَّذِي ارْتَضَى لَهُمْ وَلَيُبَدِّلَنَّهُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ خَوْفِهِمْ أَمْنًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised wa'ada. Allah promised. Al-lazina amanu minkum, the ones who believe, wa'amilu al-salihat, and they do the good deeds. Layastakhlifannahum fil ard. He is going to establish them firmly on earth. Kama astakhlaf al-lazina min qablihim. The way that he has established the ones before them firmly. Waliyumakkinanna lahum deenahum al-ladhir tadalahum. And he is going to establish their deen firmly, the one that he Bestowed to them, the one he has chosen for them. And next what? And he's going to replace their fear with safety. With their fear with security. This is a promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That this fear that we, the Muslim ummah, are in, the Muslim mothers, the Muslim fathers, 
the Muslim children, the non-Muslims, the fear that they have, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised that when Islam is established and Islam is implemented on the people, this fear that we have and the communities have and the Muslims have is going to be replaced by safety and security. The way it was done before. The way that was done before. Now you don't know if you're traveling to a, from one country to another country, if you're going to be arrested at the borders because you have said something against that government, for example. You have no idea. In the past, the Muslim used to travel all over the Muslim land, from India all the way to Morocco. They did not fear anything, nothing. Now who, who, show me just one, who can travel without fear? None. Show me a family who can just let their kids in the streets without having fear on their kids. None. But that existed. And it's going to exist. But that's when the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is implemented. And as individuals now, a fear of a future, a basic aqeedah, the basics of our aqeedah, everything is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The future is unknown to us. It's in the ilm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So how come we go and occupy ourselves and fearing something that we have no clue what it is? We have no idea what it is. And we know that it's in the hands of Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we know if we please him, that it's going to be good. If you please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's going to be good. And if you do that, do you think that you will be fearing the future? You will not. And no one will fear the future. If they fully understand and abide by what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed and told us. And at the time of difficulty, being patient and going back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in everything. Inshallah, we'll stop here and take any questions or any comments. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.